welcome once again to the E-Bone Zone as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 278th time on this Friday, April 1st, 2022. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, Carbonation Domination. My favorite soft drink is Pepsi. I've always enjoyed it, and you know how soda companies are. They're always switching up flavors and trying new things, and usually I'm the first in line to try those new things. And as it turns out, that's what we're discussing this week, particularly the connection between Pepsi and maple syrup. Never before have I seen a drink company collaborate with a breakfast chain, but it's happened, and it's happening now. Pepsi and IHOP have teamed up for a new drink, specifically Are you ready for this? Maple syrup Pepsi. Okay, let's break this down piece by piece. It's in a limited run and only being sold through social media. IHOP is encouraging its followers to use the hashtag showusyourstack. And for anyone wanting to know, there will be 2,000 winners who will receive a custom Pepsi spout inspired by IHOP's syrup bottles. Pepsi's chief marketing officer, Todd Kaplan, said that this new collaboration will satisfy the cravings of Pepsi lovers and pancake lovers alike. I get the point. Honestly, I do. And I'll get to my take on the soda in a minute, but the question on my mind right now is who drinks Pepsi when eating pancakes? I guess anyone who goes to McDonald's daily, but still, that's not the point. I'm more in tune with breakfast food and milk. That's what I was raised on. People in my family always want the younger people to drink milk with breakfast, and I didn't understand it when I was little, but now that I'm almost 22 years old, I completely agree with that, because I didn't fully know how awesome milk was until I got older. Back to the issue at hand for a quick bit. I'm curious about the spouts. A Pepsi spout. Hang on, wait a second. Is it for bottles or cans? I've never heard of it before, but I'd be interested to see how that adds up. Also, the taste of the drink itself. It sounds like it would be absolutely terrible, and I might be right about it, but I also might be really surprised. The truth is, until I taste the drink for myself and all the speculation gets its resolution, I won't know. Come on, it's Pepsi. Even if it's weird, it'll be an experience. This week, I want to continue a tradition that's very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse that comes from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Now, this verse speaks about trusting in God. As Christians, we should trust in God. As Christians... We've done something major in the area of trust already. We've trusted God with our lives. But I want to ask you this question, friend. Is there something in your life today that you haven't turned over to God? I've experienced that exact thing in my life before, and I'll tell you this. Once you let go of that thing you've been trusting so much in yourself about, once you let go of that thing you've been trying to figure out by yourself on your own, That thing you've been trying to do, that hill that you've been trying to climb without God's help, once you let that go, once you take your hands off the wheel, once you give it completely over to God, once you put it in the Master's hands and just let go and rest in His promises that all things work to the good of people who trust in Him, there is a peace that passes all understanding. 
One commentary on this verse says that trusting in the Lord means wholly and securely relying upon God's promises and providence for help and relief in all of your affairs and dangers. All of them. Not just some of them. All of them. That means everything from walking to the grocery store to driving to your grandma's house to changing jobs to moving house, whatever it is. Everything. God has it in his hands. No matter how big or small the decision is, God knows it all, and God knows exactly what you need. This next part of the verse, do not depend on your own understanding. You do not need to accomplish it on your own understanding. You don't need to accomplish this, whatever it is you're facing, by your own strength. You need to look to God's strength. I know from experience that my strength is not enough. My capabilities are not enough. God is the one I should turn to. When it comes down to it, I know that I'm human. I know that I fail. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23 says. We cannot do this life thing on our own. God is the one we should lean on. God is the one we should depend on. We should look to him for all of our needs and wants because he can supply that. He is the supplier of all things good. He is the father of light. He can give you peace beyond all understanding. All you need to do is trust in him. He can help you through whatever trial you're in because he's helped me through whatever trial I'm in. I know it from experience, friend. God can help you. Trust in him today. As we know, sometimes the internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. That's why I decided to take it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter and see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is ought to be a crime. The first response to the hashtag ought to be a crime is playing games with people's hearts. I agree, and if I'm going to be 100% honest with you, though I'm ashamed to admit it, I've been guilty of doing exactly that in the past, but we've all made mistakes. And sometimes mistakes are hard to forget, but when they happen, it's important to make amends where you can. And I've been through it before, too. I've had my emotions toyed with, and it isn't fun. My advice is to be honest and upfront with your feelings and be careful with people's emotions. You never know what they're going through. The next response is being barefoot on a plane. Hey, that sort of rings a bell. We just talked about that exact thing on the podcast a few weeks ago, and after researching, writing about, recording an episode on, and listening to that situation, I think I'd have to agree. That seems awful. Our fourth response is when telemarketers call about a car warranty that you don't even have. Exactly. And I'd bet you 10 to 1 that it's a crime already. But somehow people get by with it, though. I don't understand it. The last response is driving the speed limit in the fast lane. Hey, you can pass me all you want. I don't care if you think it ought to be a crime. I'm just trying to be safe and not put my life or yours in danger by overdoing the whole speed thing. Five under the speed limit is the way to go for me. I know it might make you mad behind me, but still, I'm just trying to be safe. With all the chaos in the world right now, it seems that we're all focused on one place, Russia. If you're unaware, there's a bit of a skirmish happening between them and Ukraine. 
Now, this isn't a rant about what's going on over there and what I think about it, because I believe I'm nowhere near qualified to say anything about something like that, but there is one thing that caught my eye. Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. They've got an interesting set of circumstances on their hands right now. Let's turn to Elon's side first. He wants to fight the Russian leader on behalf of America for the freedom of Ukraine. He first issued the challenge on Twitter, which ruffled some feathers with Putin's allies, particularly a Chechen leader who responded on a social media site called Telegram that Musk didn't stand a chance. Elon doubled down then on his response, saying that if Putin was afraid, he would agree to use his non-dominant hand to throw strikes. On the other side, we have Joe Rogan. He covered the same story on his podcast and is apparently in full support of it, saying that he would pay for Musk's training. This will, if it happens, be interesting. I don't know if it would be a resolution to the war, but whether it holds any weight on the world stage or not, I think that Elon would be hailed as a hero because even if it doesn't happen, this is the first time I've ever heard of an individual wanting to take on a world leader in a test of strength. It's weird. I mean, there's no doubt about that, but what if this is just talk? Because a lot of people say they'll do something, but when they get the chance, they back out. Here you have an influential American businessman offering to fight a well-known and not particularly well-liked world leader. If it was me, I wouldn't have even made the challenge in the first place, because even if Elon wins, I bet that the man on the losing end would be particularly upset about what happened, which could have some consequences, but maybe if Elon does win, maybe things would go over smoothly. I can't even begin to tell you how that would turn out. I'm honestly blown away by the entire situation. It seems too crazy to be true if I'm being absolutely upfront with you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.